Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Midwife Life. Um, it's been a long time since I've made a podcast because I have been a busy, busy person but eager to jump right into it um, and I thought why not start at the beginning of pregnancy. So I want to talk a little bit about, you know, how the baby is made, which everyone already knows, but just go into a little bit more detail and then just touch on the first trimester a little bit. So if that sounds like something you'd like to hear, then listen along, my friend, listen along. Okay, let's get into the podcast. I think it's going to be a little bit rough today because I have not made a podcast in ages because my life has been a little bit busy. So before we get into the podcast, just want to say I did get married, had my wedding, and I've been on my honeymoon. So hey, life's pretty good at the moment. So I think that's why I'm thinking, oh, babies. And that's why I was like, I'm going to do just refresh on everything, you know, conception and you know first trimester because at the moment I'm working in like birth and all that kind of stuff so you know I'm not working in the clinic or anything so I think sometimes like I don't get to discuss this with the women because by the time they see me normally they're delivering their baby full term so I'd say that's kind of my area of I'm definitely not an expert but that's what I know most about so it's good for me to kind of wind back and you know get onto the basics all right so it's time to go back to high school type education here and talk a little bit about your ovarian cycle so i'm just going to touch on it very basic here and just talk about obviously you've got your period Um, which is your menstruation phase, and that's, you know, very obvious to everyone. That's when you have your period. Um, And once that's over, about 14 days after that, um, it's different for some people. I'm basing this off a 28-day cycle, but if you're a regular period, it could be a little bit different. Um, But roughly 14 days after your period um, is when your body gets a big surge of estrogen and your egg is released from the ovary. And that's when it's go time, baby. That's when it's time for you to try and make a baby. Um, Or you could do it just a few days before because sperm can live inside for a few days. So, yeah, when you're ovulating, that's when to try and make a baby. That's when you're at highest chance of falling pregnant. So once you're actively trying to, you know, fall pregnant and the sperm enters the vagina, um, there's actually 200 to 600 million sperms swimming inside you trying to win the race to get to that egg. So that's kind of weird to think about. That is, that is a lot of sperms trying to make a baby there. But the issue is that a lot of the time, you know, you might sit up, whatever, a lot of that sperm just falls out of the body um, and it never actually gets into the cervix to make the baby so you know that's why sometimes it could take a little bit of time to try um if you actually have a healthy mom and a healthy dad 
that are completely fertile, no issues, then the first month of trying normally takes, you've got a 30% chance of falling pregnant. Um, when you're about three months in, that rises to a 70% chance of falling pregnant. And then by one year, you have around a 90% chance of falling pregnant. So if you're two healthy people and you're getting past a year of trying and you feel like, why hasn't this worked by now? Then I do recommend that you go to your local GP, um, get some blood tests, do what you can to try and figure out what's going on um, because you and your partner obviously want to be as healthy as possible so you can make a nice healthy baby. Anyway, we kind of steered in a different direction there. Um, but let's just say that little swimming sperm does meet the egg. Normally that does occur in the fallopian tube where um, we call it fertilization, where you know the embryo starts to develop kind of thing. Um, so that normally happens in the fallopian tube, but if the egg has moved down, it can happen more in the uterus as well. Um, so once that fertilization has occurred, then, you know, the, it moves all the way down into the uterus and it implants in the endometrium. Um, so that's like the lining of the uterus there. And that is where your baby will implant called implantation and start to grow until you have your baby. So that's like the basics, basics that I'm going to give you there. And then I'm going to talk a little bit about some signs that, hey, maybe you might be pregnant. All right, so signs you're pregnant. Well, I think it's very difficult sometimes to know if you're pregnant or not because the signs that you're pregnant are very similar to the signs that you're about to get your period. So, you know, things like tender breasts and like sore nipples, um, you know, like getting light cramping, all that kind of stuff you can experience before you get your period anyway. So sometimes it is hard for people to know. Um, I guess something that is different is you probably are going to experience some nausea um, and that is due to the hormones that are released when the um, embryo implants. So that's the beta HCG hormone. Um, so that will start building up, building up in your body, um, and it does make you quite nauseous. Um, and that's a good sign that you possibly could be pregnant. Another thing too is that like once you're pregnant, you're gonna your heart is gonna pump a bit faster. You'll start to get a little bit of increased blood volume. Um, to help supply to the baby and things like that. So you will find that you might be weighing a little bit extra because everything's filtering a bit faster and the blood's flowing. Um, so increased urination is something subtle, but it is something that could indicate you're pregnant as well. Another sign is you might be very fatigued and sometimes a little bit dizzy. Um, so obviously your body's just implanted a baby and baby's starting to grow and things like that. So that's taking nutrients and iron and all that kind of stuff from your body. So that sometimes can make you feel a little bit drowsy because you could be lacking a few, um, you know, vitamins and things like that. Um, and definitely a lot of women are iron deficient. So I'm personally iron deficient. So if you're feeling a little bit drowsy and things like that, that could be a sign maybe you're pregnant. Um, and yeah, I guess wait till 
your period is due and if you miss your period, um, that obviously being the most obvious sign that you're pregnant, um, you would go to a GP and make sure you get a blood test just to check that all your levels are good. Um, and if anything's out of whack, they'll definitely guide you to take supplements and, um, yeah, to help you feel good and to help the baby grow. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So the other things I've got written down is you get increased body temperature, change in taste, um, headaches, insomnia, and irritability. Um, sometimes, too, you can get a bit of light spotting, so that is implantation bleeding. So sometimes you get a little bit of light spotting on your pad, um, and that's because, you know, the eggs come all the way down and it's implanted into the uterine wall and that kind of like, you know, like it goes into the wall like that, causes a little bit of blood to come out and, yeah, so that's implantation bleeding. But, um, yeah, they're just a few signs that you could possibly be pregnant. Um, obviously, what I'm describing, like I said, are very similar to the signs that you're about to get your period. So it can be very hard to tell if you're pregnant or not before you have missed a period. So I guess having a really late period is the most obvious sign that you could be pregnant. And in that case, you would do a pregnancy test. And if that comes back positive, then you go to your doctor and they do a blood test to check for that beta HCG, which is what I was saying makes you feel nauseous and all that kind of stuff. Um, and if that's got a high level, then congratulations, you just made a baby. Okie dokie. So moving right along now, we're going to assume that you've fallen pregnant um and if you're wondering what do I do now like I'm gonna let you know so you've fallen pregnant and you're wondering like what vitamins should I take all that kind of stuff so obviously each to their own do whatever works for you um but this is just what I've been taught that you should take and why I guess um, so for me, like you want to take like a pregnancy multivitamin. I know Blackmores have them, you know, you've got the classic Elevate. Um, I'm sure there's lots of other brands out there. Um, but the main things that you really want to take when you find out you're pregnant is folic acid. So that is really, really important in developing like the baby's like brain and the spinal cord and all that kind of stuff. Um, so it's very important because taking that reduces the risk of spina bifida. Um, so very important that you take that, especially most importantly in the first trimester when all of that kind of stuff is developing. Um, another thing I recommend taking is iron. Um, so, you know, your body is literally developing an organ, a placenta. It's feeding the baby from your blood, all that kind of stuff. So you want to make sure that your iron is you know, elevated and able to, what am I trying to say? Able to nurture you, but also nurture your baby. So make sure your iron is up. Another thing too is taking vitamin D. So vitamin D is good for the body, for the bones. It helps the baby develop its organs. So things like the heart and the kidney, this will help make sure everything's developing well. So yeah. Um, if you're panicked, like, oh my goodness, am I taking enough of this stuff in the pregnancy multivitamin? If you just read on the back, it actually has these ingredients already in it. Um, 
It also has additional things like calcium, which is good for bone development, B1, which is good for the brain, and lots of other things that are good for your baby. So if you're panicked, like, what should I be taking? Just take a pregnancy multivitamin daily, and that will pretty much cover everything to help your baby grow. Um, Yeah. Your doctor will guide you on things if they want you to take anything extra. Um, If you're really, you know, low in iron or low in vitamin D, like I'm saying, they might make you take a little bit extra um, on top of that element. But it just depends on the doctor and what they guide you to do. So additionally to taking vitamins, I think it's pretty obvious, but when you find out you're pregnant, that's when you should stop drinking alcohol Um, because if you're drinking alcohol in your pregnancy, that can cause disability in your baby and lead to um, alcohol syndrome as well. So you just want to make sure you're pretty much living a clean life to make sure that baby is as healthy as possible, which is pretty much common sense, but something that needs to be said. I guess like you just want to be eating a healthy diet. Um, When it comes to things like coffee and caffeine, Um, if you can, like it's best to not have any caffeine at all. Um, but one a day is probably your limit. Um, so you need to be thinking of other things that you're having that have caffeine in it. So if you're having something like Coke or like tea, like if you're having all that stuff all day, then you're pumping your baby with caffeine all day. So you want to make sure that you're just having one caffeinated drink per day, if that makes sense. Yeah, so that's the main little things there. I guess when you're pregnant too, that's when you'll be thinking, well, now I'm pregnant, like what do I do? So in that time, you're probably going to be thinking about where do you want to give birth, like what what feels most comfortable for you. So I guess majority of people give birth at a hospital, um, but there are many other options out there, especially in Australia, we're pretty good. So you could birth at a birth center, which is normally separate from a hospital, but very close by. So if you do need to go to the hospital, it's quite easy. Um, But you just birth in the birth center with midwives. Um, You also have home birth. So that's where you're birthing at your home. Um, So definitely like some mums, if they've had a few kids, especially, they just want to birth at home and be in their own space. So um, that's normally like private though. So you you would contact a private midwife for that. Um, Additionally, if you go to the hospital, you can have caseload midwifery if if there's available space, and that's where you have the same midwife see you throughout your pregnancy. They're on call for your birth, and they also see you postnatally as well. Um, But, yeah, there's so many options of what you can do. So if you are unsure what to do, then you can always book into – your local hospital and you can ask them some information and they can guide you in the right direction of what to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But getting to the hospital, you're probably thinking, do I just rock up to the hospital? Like, how does this work? Well, no. Normally what you do first is you'll go to a GP and you'll tell them, yeah, yeah, I'm pregnant and they'll do some blood tests and make sure everything's good. And that's when they'll tell you if you need to take any extra vitamins Um, They might give you some referrals for a dating ultrasound. So that's when they, sorry, measure the baby and tell you how many weeks you are. And then that will determine your due date um, in the future. So 
go to your doctor, they'll give you an ultrasound referral, you go get your ultrasound done, they'll do a blood test for you called the antenatal blood, so every woman gets all that stuff. Um, so it's just checking for a variety of things which helps us at the hospital to determine your health and how you're going and all that kind of stuff. So once you get your bloods, you pretty much print that off, you go get your ultrasound, you print that off, and then you'll call the hospital and you book in. So that's, um, yeah, you call the hospital and you book in and they'll give you a date to come and see a midwife. They'll look at your bloods and your ultrasound and that's when you decide what type of care that you want. So that's when you go like, do I want a birth at the hospital? Do I want caseload? Do I not even want to be here? Do I want a home birth? Like that's when you'd really think about what what do you want to do and, um, yeah, figure out your journey and move forward throughout your pregnancy. So while you're being a hardworking mom and you're organizing all your blood tests and cares and ultrasounds, baby is developing inside you. So in that first trimester when the baby is an embryo at first, um, baby is slowly developing and changing to look more like a little baby in there. You've got the brain developing, the spinal cord, um, baby's heart starts to beat between six to eight weeks as well. Um, so baby has little, sh- like all its limbs, it has little webbed fingers. Um, you know, it's got its neck and the sexual orientation is starting to come, but it's not easy to determine straight away. Normally that takes a little bit later, um, to show up there. Um, but yeah, it's liver has developed a little bit, um, it's starting to move around. So pretty much like babies develop pretty fast into looking like a little baby there. And then from nine weeks above, that's when your baby is in its fetal period. Um, so it's in its fetal period pretty much until it's born and then it's a baby and, well, a newborn, I guess. So, yeah, lots is happening inside and you can always, like, download one of those apps that can give you updates on baby size and how it's growing and all that kind of stuff. So if you're interested in knowing, like, how the baby's developing by every certain week, then I recommend downloading an app like that Um, because there's a lot of information out there and it can get a little bit overwhelming, but I think it is very interesting to, you know, see how big your baby is and how it's growing. It makes it um, exciting, especially showing your partner. It can make them feel a little bit more included and things like that. So, yeah, that's all I'm going to talk about today. Just thought time to make a podcast and get back into it and – just wanted to start from the beginning. I think next time maybe I'll do a second trimester. So we'll go from about 10 weeks to full term and we'll talk about how the baby develops. I mean, not baby, how the fetus develops and yeah, talk all about that kind of stuff and what's important to be aware of in second trimester. So hope you're having a good day and thank you for listening. See you next time on Midwife Life. Bye. Oh, sorry. Before I say bye, if you've enjoyed the podcast, please follow me at midwifelife underscore podcast on Instagram and feel free to message me if you have any great ideas on midwife-related podcasts. So, yeah, hope you're doing well wherever you are and peace out. Bye.